A few weeks ago, I received an email containing the teacher seniority list for the 2022-23 school year. The 28-page document listed the total years of service for 969 teachers, counselors, and other staff members employed by the Indian River School District. Now, out of curiosity, I went to the last page to see which district teacher had the most seniority. There, at the bottom of the list, was an individual with 42 years of service. My first thought was, I have to meet this person. Well, that person is Debbie Dudley, a music teacher at Philip Seashaw Elementary School in Selbyville. I soon discovered that it wasn't hard to find people willing to sing Debbie's praises. One school principal described her as a spitfire and a teacher that is willing to take chances. Another administrator praised her ability to connect with every student in her classroom. Debbie has graciously agreed to join me on this episode to talk about her remarkable career, which began in the late 1970s and has included stints at four district schools. After the break, we'll hear from Debbie, along with two district administrators who have had the privilege of working with her. I'm Dave Mall, and this is the IRSD Spotlight. So, Debbie, 42 years, what has kept you going for so long? It certainly doesn't seem like 42 years. It has flown by, and I can't believe it's 42 years. I've loved my job, and I just don't know anything else, so I keep on going. Secondly, because of the administration and the support that I've had the entire time in those 42 years, my principals, my staff, Um, And, of course, I love my students, so they've all kept me going and they've all supported me through the change over those 42 years. We have many, many changes, and it's kept those 40 years flying by and kept them pretty exciting. You actually have six years over the next two people on the seniority list uh, who each have 36. Now, I won't mention those people's names, but they know who they are. But is it safe to assume that you love your job? I certainly do, or I wouldn't be here. I have the best job in the world. I have the best administration, and those students are absolutely wonderful. I'm in a situation where it has changed because I started teaching instrumental lessons now, so it's given me a change of pace and kept it kind of exciting. So those kids are kind of my family, the instrumental kids that I get to see a lot more than in the general music classes They've kept it pretty exciting, and that change has given me a boost to head on to however many more years. (laughs) Um, Now, had you always wanted to be a teacher? Was that your career goal from the beginning? Always. Yeah. I used to sit my doll babies up the steps at home, and I would have a chalkboard at the bottom of the steps, and I would teach them how to sing, and I'd teach them English and everything else. And then I told my my music teacher that I wanted to be an elementary teacher with a concentration in music and he told me no you're not going to do that you're going to be a music teacher because you have to take a lot of music classes anyway so that's when I made the decision 
tell us about your your current job at Philip Shaw. I know you have always sort of had a uh, a chorus or choir background. We actually do both now. You actually do band also. Yeah, tell us a little right. bit about your current role. So I have three days. We have a six-day schedule. Mm-hmm. I have three days with general music and three days with instrumental. So it gives me a breath of fresh air. That's a change of pace. I live 5.1 miles from my school. So that's a change from driving to Long Neck and East Millsboro. <laughs> so that helps. Um, the situation there, my principal is absolutely wonderful, Mrs. Kerr who is very supportive of the music program. So she kind of lets me do what I want, and she trusts me. She gets what I need and just enjoys music as much as I do. And uh, like you said, you're doing instrumental music. That was a bit of a change for you at first, right, when you went to Philip Shaw? It was, definitely. I was an instrumental major. I was a flute major. So I did learn all the instruments at Westchester is where I graduated from. So we had to learn all the instruments. But I graduated in 1977, mm-hmm. and I hadn't taught instruments until five years ago when I came to Phil C. Shell. Wow. So I've had a lot of help. Kevin at B&B then helped me a lot, and Melody here at SDSA has helped me a lot. So they've given me the boost and given me the tools to move forward. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to the beginning. You're from Pennsylvania. So how did you end up in Delaware working for the Indian River School District? This is where I started, here at this building when it was Selbyville Middle School. I came down with my then-fiancé, who was having a job interview with Dr. Toomey, and I sat in the car and waited for him on the hottest day of that summer with no air conditioning and the chicken feathers flying (laughs) through the car. I just knew he was going to get this job, and he did. So that's how it all started where I, the first year I did his band front and his chorus, and then I was offered a job by Dr. Toomey to stay at this school. But luckily, Mr. Burton had other plans for me, and that's when I started at East Millsboro. So you were actually hired by Dr. Everett Toomey, who's been a guest on this podcast and is sort of a district legend. (laughs) Yeah, so he actually hired you for your first job. He hired me, but then I didn't take it. I substituted here and I did not take the 1978 job Mm -hmm. because Mr. Burton interrupted that and gave me my start in music. Well, that was actually my next question because you were eventually hired at East Millsboro by Ed Burton. Correct. Who was another district legend. He went on to be assistant superintendent and work in administration for many, many years. So how did all that come about? Had you applied at East Millsboro at the yes. same time? Or how did it come about that you ended up there? That's where I applied. Mm-hmm. And back then, at that time, um, teaching positions were very, very difficult to find. So mm-hmm. you needed to go where you got your job. Yeah. And luckily, a position opened there. I was in a closet. I had no room. We had no table, no desk. We sat on the art boxes. So the art teacher and I actually shared this very small closet. So I was on a cart. and But I didn't care. I had a job, and it was all good. And we went from there. When you took that job, did you imagine being at East Millsboro for the next 37 years? That's a lot of years. But I really <laughs> thought I would retire from there. But things change. And the position at Philip C. Shall opened up, so I made that change. And actually, the day I went to tell the principal at East Millsboro, I passed Mr. Burton in Dexboro <laughs> walking, and I told him, and he could not believe it. He said, you can still change your mind. You don't need to go. I want you to stay. And I said, no, I've made the decision. I really think this is best for me. Mm-hmm. 
What was it like working for Ed Burton? As I said, he's like another district legend, and I believe that he chose you as the schools back in the old days when the principal chose the teacher of the year. Yes. I think that was 87, 88, you were the school's teacher of the year. What was it like working for Ed? He was a legend, indeed. He, I consider him my professional father, so I attribute a lot of who I am and how I teach to him. He was very... You just respected him. You did everything he wanted and respected everything he did or said to you, but he really helped you along the way. He, again, was another music person, and we ended up doing faculty chorus at East Millsboro because of him. So that was what, back in the days where Ed basically ran the whole school by himself? (laughs) He certainly did. We had no computers, um, (laughs) no Xerox machines. We had the mimeograph machine. And um, messages were taken to the room by walking to the door and knocking on the door. That was unlocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, funny story with Mr. Burton. He told me that I was depriving my students because I didn't like um, country music. Mm-hmm. So one morning I was walking to my room and I heard Grandma got run over by the reindeer <laughs> coming from my room. I'm like, what in the world? And I finally realized that he was the one piping it into my room and teasing me. So that Christmas, our holiday concert was called A Country Christmas. Mm -hmm. So I made sure that my students were certainly um, taught about country music. So when he got a um, principal's award, our faculty chorus got together and we acted out and sang Grandma Got Run Over by Reindeer. I'm sure he enjoyed <laughs> that started. thoroughly, didn't he? He did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, while you were at East Millsboro, there was something interesting. You were the only elementary chorus to perform at the Delaware Bicentennial Celebration back in, I think it was 1987. That was right. that's a That's a great honor. How did it that It was an about? honor. I was yeah. excited. Yeah. I was involved in um, DMEA and things that we did with the state, some curriculum stuff I was involved with. So the state supervisor invited us to go and perform on the steps of Legislative Hall. So that was exciting, and we had our picture in the paper and all that. It was a big to-do for East Millsboro. <laughs> well, East Millsboro was eventually split into two schools, and I th- believe it was 1995. It was. Um, and so that was when Long Neck Elementary School opened. And for quite a while after that, you were actually the music teacher at both schools. Right. So what was that like? I'm sure you. it was interesting. You put some miles on your car going back and forth. I did, yeah. especially living in Selbyville. Yeah. <laughs> so when I went there, um, I did actually have a room, and that was really cool. But 21 days after I went there, I actually, Mr. Brittingham said to me, you are not coming back to school tomorrow because I was pregnant with twins, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I yeah. had the babies that night. Yeah. So... <laughs> so I was out that year, and I was out the two following years with cancer surgery and treatment and all that stuff. So I missed three years of that, but I came back and then was split between the two schools. I eventually was on the stage at Long Neck, which was quite a... An endeavor to that was your classroom. That was my classroom with the gym class and the cafeteria, kids in the cafeteria, (laughs) and I was to teach in a little skinny space on the stage. But I made it happen, and even at East Millsboro, we were so crowded that I was in half a classroom next to a special education classroom. So. It was kind of interesting to teach music quietly. You spent about 20 years doing that, I guess. It was about 1,600 students combined between the two elementary schools. 
And you mentioned the classroom space. Were there any other challenges involved in that? I mean, it's got to be tough just traveling back and forth between two schools and everything. It is. To remember, I, there was only one day that I forgot which school I was at because <laughs> we, were, we were in an eight-day schedule, so four yeah. at each school. And you really had to keep track of what letter day it was because you had to be at the right school. And it was one day after we had our our concert at Long Neck, and I was at East Millsboro and had a class waiting at Long Neck. So that was the only time I messed up. <laughs> so that was quite quite a problem. But I guess learning the kids' names, I was I was real happy with myself when I went to East Millsboro. I knew all the kids' names, but sixteen hundred. No, I didn't know all of them, so I would call them Sweetie, yeah. and they would ask me why, and I said, do you think I know your names? I don't. <laughs> but we may do. Yeah. Let's pause here for a moment to hear from two people who have worked closely with Debbie during her lengthy career. The first is current Philip C. Shaw Elementary School principal, Christy Kerr, who is enthusiastic in her praise for Debbie and the flair she's brought to the school's music program. Debbie has an overwhelming ability to make connections with students. She just has this ability to get students who may not be able to perform academically to perform in the arts. And they just leave her class and they, they just feel amazing. This year, she has over half of the fifth grade involved in band, which is huge at Philip Shell. What does, what does Debbie mean to the to the Philip Shaw community. Debbie came from East Millsboro and she brought her own flair to the music program at Philip Shaw. Uh, music concerts are not just singing, they are true performances. She gives the kids the confidence to lead them. So she really is sort of off stage, just watching them do their thing. Um, they really become like a show choir for chorus, which is pretty amazing. But she comes props in hand and ready to go. Uh, she had never taught band at East Millsboro. She only had been chorus. So that was an addition. And the students have done really well here at Philip Shaw under her direction with learning to play an instrument as well as sing. I did get the chance to stop in her room when you were doing the club activities and she was teaching guitar lessons. And I have to yes. say the kids look like they were really having fun with that. They have a great time. She's taught private lessons to a lot of our Philip Shaw students who are interested in going beyond just the classroom. Uh, she also has reached out and made relationships with some of the families and given the students the opportunity to perform in other areas. Um, she leads her church choir down in Fenwick Island and has invited the students to come and play at different services there um, on their weekends, really kind of given them an opportunity to shine in different places, as well as show off the really good music program that we have at Philip Shell. Now she's at 42 years now. Um, are you hoping that she continues as long as she can? She says, as long as I stay, she's staying. So we're in it for the long haul here at PCS. I don't <laughs> think Debbie and I are going anywhere. We're, <laughs> we're a team. Do you have a personal message you'd like, you'd like to share with Debbie? Obviously, she means a lot to you personally and to your school. Do you have a personal message you'd like to just pass along to her? 
Absolutely. Just keep being amazing and keep being inspirational. It amazes me that after 42 years, she just still has the energy and the vigor and comes in every day. She gives every moment of her day to these students. I'm seeing her planning time completely filled with giving lessons to kids. It amazes me how many fifth graders want to give up their recess time, which is so valuable in a fifth graders world to spend time with Debbie. I mean, we've taken her out of duties like lunch duty because the kids just want to spend every every moment with her and she soaks it all up. I want Debbie to just surround me with that positivity so that I can continue for 42 years. I just think she really is such an inspiration to me, to our students. And I know that she is to our staff as well to see her just bounding in the door, full of energy and ready for the day after 42 years of teaching, I think is pretty incredible. And I hope that I get to witness it to the end of whatever length of career she wants to have. Also singing Debbie's praises is Kelly Dorman, the district's director of elementary education. Kelly is a former teacher, assistant principal, and principal at East Millsboro Elementary School and was fortunate to work with Debbie for many years. Well, I think what makes uh, Debbie Dudley such a special teacher is she has the ability to connect to every student. Um, as a former building principal, we had course concerts for third, fourth, and fifth graders. So they were just beginning to develop their skills. And no matter what level they were at, she made them feel comfortable. They always wanted to be with her um, and to be part of that course program. Overall, what did she mean to the East Millsboro Elementary community? Well, Debbie had been at East Millsboro for many years. So when we talk about connections to the community, oftentimes she had students who were in course that would say to her, my mom remembers when you were her chorus teacher. So she was able to make those connections and families were just connected to her because of all those years that she was at East Millsboro. Now, the, I understand that the first time she gave a concert when she had moved over to Philip Shaw. You attended that concert, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? I did attend that concert. Um, you know, Debbie and I go back to even when I was in the classroom. So I was a third grade teacher. And so my students had the opportunity to participate in course. So I always helped because when we say that she has people or students become part of the concert, I'd have kids sign up and I might have two kids left back in my classroom. So I decided then I'm going to help support her so we can make sure this concert goes without a hitch. So I didn't want that tradition to come to an end just because she had moved to another school and I had happened to change positions. So as a teacher, I supported her. Then as the AP principal and now as the director, uh, you know, I see the benefits in the music and the arts and the performing arts. So it was great to be there. And believe me, she puts on an amazing concert. Do you have a personal message you'd like to share with Debbie? Thank you uh, is probably where we should start. Her years of dedication to the district and to the students um, who have been fortunate enough to have her either as a music teacher or part of um, the chorus. And now even at Philip Shaw, she's supporting the band. So she is a person who is truly talented and I appreciate all that she has done for the Indian River School District. Now let's hear the rest of my interview with Debbie Dudley. Um, at all of your schools, uh, East Millsboro, Long Neck, and now at Philip Shaw, uh, your students have performed uh, with Community Heroes. Can you talk a little bit about that? I like to invite um, heroes into the school so that the kids kind of get familiar with them. A lot of times it's parents who come in. 
Um, last spring, I actually had some of my choir members come in. We did Heroes, and we had military people coming in. I'm a bit patriotic person, mm-hmm. so we do um, patriotic songs with sign language, and I had those heroes come in and introduce themselves, and I just feel it's important that the kids know them and that they know the kids and see what we're doing in our schools. Mm-hmm. So it works both ways. In general, can you just talk about the important role that music has played in your life? Because it sounds like it's been an important part of your life from the very beginning. Definitely. <laughs> I was talking to the art teacher about that question this morning, and, and I said, music is my life, that, that I just don't know life without music. It's yeah. just a part of it. It's the center. It's what my heartbeat is. Is that something you always remember from always. young, even as a kid, you always remember that? Yes, I yeah. was always involved in music. And when I moved out to go to college, my mom said, the worst part of you leaving is that the, there will be no music in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so I told her to turn the radio on. <laughs> have your views on country music changed at all over the years? I've gotten better. I really have. <laughs> yes, my son likes country music, so I do, yeah. I do it. <laughs> Um, what is the Kids on Campus program? Can you tell me about that? Kids on Campus is a program that is still in existence at Dell Tech. And I used to teach there during the summer where it would be week-long programs. I taught guitar and keyboard and also choral performance. So we would always do a concert at the end of the week when, in fact, I only had them for 15 total hours, three hours a day for five days a week. So I just got the Kids on Campus. And I actually had some of my former students that would come and be with me. So it was kind of interesting. And I also did, opposite of Kids on Campus, was that I taught adult guitar and keyboard classes too, once a week during the week. And I think one of my most inspiring compliments that I ever received was from an 80-year-old gentleman who was learning to play guitar. And he told me at the end of our session that for the first time, he said, I played a trumpet in middle school. I could never read music. I couldn't read music until I just taught, um, was taught by you. Now I understand it. And so I kind of pride myself in the fact that I water things down to make them so elementary, whether I'm teaching elementary students or if I'm teaching adults, so that it's able to be understood. You also work at St. Matthew's by the Sea United Methodist Church in Fenwick Island, and you have a, a, a pretty big role down there as the music director. Can you talk a little bit about that? I do. We have a choir, a chancel choir. Um, we have a bell choir. And I started last year having special music programs come in. So I have some pretty large groups coming in from even North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and all around. So I kind of do the publicity for that. Our choir and bell choir um, sing or play every Sunday except one every month. And it's very difficult because the people down there when I was hired, which I said I don't need another job. I at that point had five jobs. I don't need another job. And then I told them they were so nice that I couldn't say no. But it's very difficult. They told me, oh, we're just like kids. Well, you're not really because it's an older congregation. So they get sick. They travel. They, I never know who's going to show up. So it's always, here we go, whatever we have, this is how it is. So you never know on any given Sunday how many people you're going to have in the choir. No, I get a lot of text messages or phone calls. I won't be there. Okay, that'll be fine. And we just keep on going. In regards to your teaching career overall, can you point to just any one thing that has kept you coming back year after year after year? 
So one of the things is the principles that I've had and the support that they have given me. They, when I ask for something, they give it to me. <laughs> they, would, they would see that I would make good use of it. And um, I've had, and I will list some that have been so instrumental in my career and helpful in, in who I've become. Mr. Burton, of course. Mr. Brittingham, who was his assistant, and then my principal there was so we, again, he would run the, the chorus concerts and have them in and off the stage. And sometimes I was down the hall and he would start the program without me. Mm -hmm. Mrs. Vipsler came in. Miss Dorman was there. Miss Dorman was a, we became friends when we were teachers together at Long Neck. And then she became my principal at East Millsboro. And the one thing that she tells me that I really don't like her saying is that she says change is good. And I'm like, no, it isn't. I like it the way it is. And I know she's right, but it sure is hard for me to change. Dr. Hopkins was instrumental um, at Long Neck Elementary. She, again, very supportive of what we did down there. And now, of course, Mrs. Kerr, um, that I keep saying that when she walks out the door, I'm walking with her. So hopefully she'll be there a number of years and I can stay. So they have the same, these principals have the same vision that I had um, with music being very important in the schools. And I set high standards for my children and I become very close to my kids. So the love of kids and um, what they do for me is as important as what I do for them. So they told me today, tell him how much we love you and how much you love us. And so, and that's true. So that keeps me going. I, I will say that that Christy Kerr is effusive in her praise of you when I spoke <laughs> to her uh, about you. And one of the things that she did say, and I'd like you to speak to this a little bit, she said that you are able to connect with every single kid in that school. Every single <laughs> kid. How, how do you manage to do that with so many kids and all the kids that you've worked with? That's quite the compliment. <laughs> so thank you, Christy Kerr. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of, I meet them where they are. I had somebody in our last concert that, that didn't perform to the what my expectations or didn't behave to my expectations. So we just sat down and had a little chit chat. So I try to relate to who they are, to try to get to know them and meet them where they are. And with being in Phillips C. Shelf, it is a smaller school. So we do know everybody, and we do have the time to take for those kids who really need that special attention. My one, another compliment that I got from a teacher at East Millsboro was that the kids who don't do well, Mrs. Kerr said this at the concert too, the kids who may not be doing well academically in the classroom, it is my heartbeat to get them working, doing something exciting on the stage or getting that self-esteem through music mm -hmm. instead of in the academics where they may struggle. Yeah. So it's just connecting on their level and with the parents too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you need those parents on your side too. Yeah. Well, my last question is, and this is an obvious question, how much longer are you going to keep going? Are we going to go for 50? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go until I stop having fun. Because this job, it has got to be the world's best job where you can go, you can wake up in the morning and be excited to go to your job and go have fun with the kids. And I always tell my kids in general music class, if I don't have fun, there's something wrong. So we have fun together. And when that stops or the situation changes, that it's not easy, 
I'm not going to go back on a card again. I'm not going to do that, and I will have a music room. So we'll see when it changes. But that's not even close to happening yet. It's not in my mindset. <laughs> what else do I have to do that I have so much fun doing? <laughs> yeah. Well, Debbie, I want to I thank you very much for taking the time to, to join us today, and congratulations on a wonderful career, and good luck moving forward. Thank you so much. I want to offer my sincere thanks to Debbie for taking the time to share the details of her remarkable career. Thanks also to Christy Kerr and Kelly Dorman for sharing their thoughts on this extraordinary teacher. IRSD Spotlight is produced by the Indian River School District. Episodes can be accessed through Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and several other podcast platforms and mobile apps. Episodes and bonus content can also be accessed by visiting irsd.net and going to the podcast link under the Discover IRSD tab. To search for episodes on Facebook, use the hashtags IRSD Podcast and IRSD Spotlight. Thank you for listening. We'll be back soon with more great news and information from the Indian River School District.